Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Welcome to New Head of Hex Podcast. I am Peter. I am Frank today. I'm still Corey today. Peter didn't have it today in his, but... Uh, well, you know, he, he might not be Peter today. He yeah. might be Peter tomorrow. It's because I'm getting out of an, a very angry... I'm very angry at Funko for this last week. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, on our Discord, I don't know if you guys saw it, but Target canceled my comic book Star Wars. Yeah. Set. Although their shelves are full of them in certain locations. Yeah. Well, I'm not getting them. <laughs> so I'm less than pleased. Out of principle or just not getting them because Target canceled them? Target canceled them. Okay. All right. And they're not something I'm going to be able to walk into a Target and get. Gotcha. So I'm disappointed. The boxes were really cool and the <coughs> art style was fantastic. But <clears throat> And then they went and announced... The Macy's Day Funko balloon is going to be Grogu. Then they decided that they're going to make a pop of the balloon that's... <laughs> yeah. Also Grogu. Also yes. Grogu. So the Grogu balloon is pop in design. Yeah. Yes. So Funko is going to make a pop of so the balloon. Is the pop, pop going to have the strings? The pop is going to have clear bases coming up uh, into his belly and then into the ball. Yeah. It'd be cool though if they hung strings from his hands though like if it was <clears throat> yeah, actually the balloon. It's going to have this cool little Macy's Day Parade sticker on it though. Uh. I don't know if this is going to be something you're going to be able to get anywhere or if it's going to be exclusive to like Macy's. Yeah, the, the 13 of them that are on the Funko store will sell out in a fraction of a second. Yeah. They should throw them into the crowd of the parade like candy. <laughs> And that, just that's the only heave way. them the boxes at yeah. the small children. And that's the only way you can get it. They should stuff the balloon full of them and then shred the balloon, like tear oh, the balloon cool. in half. <laughs> it's a giant pinata. <clears throat> uh, so that was announced, what, Tuesday or Wednesday? Early in the week, yeah. Yeah, so then they're like, you know what? We haven't done enough this week. So they went ahead and announced a new wave of Pokemon <laughs> with a big Charizard. Dragon so, and the Dragonite. Dragonite's cute. Yeah, Duh. I was about to say the same thing. <gasps> Look at the little Dragonite. Look at that Caterpie, though. He's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> the Pidgeot, isn't it? Yeah. But, so there's five more that I need to get. And the hits keep <laughs> on coming. The Charizard is exclusive to Target. So... I haven't yeah. had too much problem getting Target exclusives. Blacklight. Well, that I've ordered. <laughs> well, you got to remember, though, the Jumbo ones, you know, they seem to have 20 million of those. I haven't been seeing any of the Jumbo ones in stores anymore. But I mean the Thing Except and for the Goblin a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Or a couple of months ago. Walmart. Last has, year. At least our Walmart has that yeah. one end cap that's just full of 10-inch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then they're like, you know what? Let's punch our fans in the face more. 
mere hours later, Funko announces a new wave of My Hero Academia that has seven commons. It's not a wave, it's a tsunami. <laughs> uh, seven commons. Uh, six exclusives. A big three keychains. I don't even remember what else. That guy holding a baby? He, well, he's holding a small child, yes. So, that's Deku, and... Oh, okay, that's that girl from the... It's Ira. Okay. Uh, So, in the show, (laughs) Deku has to limit the amount of power that he pushes forward, because his body physically can't handle it, but Ira's power is that she can reverse time's effect on bodies. So he goes past 100% and while he's fighting at this past 100%, she just continuously heals him. So there's going to be a glow-in-the-dark variant. I don't remember where that's to. I think it's FYE or Entertainment Earth. Then that's her common and that's her Hot Topic exclusive. She's wearing a dress in the Hot Topic exclusive. Um, Lamillion is going to be a common. If I see one for him, I will grab him for you. I like how they did the eyes. Just because he's the only character in there with normal American eyes as opposed to Japanese. Yeah. he. Uh, I, they did a nice job on him. His outfit's really good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing Sun Eater in his uh, animal form. <coughs> I believe that's where he fought during the era rescue. Sir Night Eye before Overhaul got her got his hands on him. <laughs> yeah, before he's dead. <laughs> uh, Dragoon, our Lady Dragoon, and she's going to have a ten inch of her dragon form. Huh. But that's not been officially announced yet. Red Riot, he's going to have a metallic form, which is exclusive to GameStop. This is where he fought the over uh, the drug user in the alley. With fat gum, uh, overhaul in the final battle, <laughs> and the sleeping bag. I love that. Yeah, that's going to be an FYE exclusive. So there probably will be a lot of them. Yeah. <coughs> I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. This is an absolutely enormous wave. Um, so then they're like, you know what? That's not enough. Oh, just a quick thing here. Um, that one little you also might like. Here are the most spectacular ways you can destroy an RC car. Remember how you said you want to do a yeah. YouTube's of us blowing things up? Could well, be spectacular. <laughs> so, uh, on Wednesday, we'll get to this in spoilers ahead, What If featured the Marvel Zombie Universe. And we got a wave featuring three Hunter Spider-Mans. Yes. Uh, you were able to pre-order the Walmart one? I pre-ordered the masked metallic. Yeah. And then there's going to be a Hot Topic unmasked. Then <laughs> Iron Man, 10-inch Iron Man, glow-in-the-dark Iron Man. 10 inches Walmart, glow-in-the-dark is Amazon. Captain, 10-inch Captain for GameStop. And Captain without his shield as the Funko Shop exclusive. 
And then Falcon, Scarlet Witch, and Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a Target exclusive. He doesn't have his shield because Bucky <clears throat> took it. Yes. And cut him in half with it. Yes. They did a good job not making that gory. Yeah. Um, But what's exciting is, to me, uh, Wanda, Falcon, and Doctor Strange were never zombies in the zombie-verse. Uh, Falcon couldn't be because he didn't have a superhero gene. So he couldn't survive the plague. <clears throat> so these are characters that wouldn't normally be zombies. Uh, Captain America obviously was a main zombie in the zombie universe. But enough of that. So Funko said, <laughs> bank accounts, that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> You saved here. all this money for us? Here, Peter, 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 <laughs> here, Peter, Peter, look at the pretty little pop. Uh, and then Lego <laughs> and Nintendo said, you know what, we're going to make something really, really cool. They made a Super, or, um, Super Mario 64 block set that has modular pieces and little mini-mob Marios and Peach and... Koopa and King Bomb $170. Lego is also moving to hemp based plastic. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. <clears throat> so, no more oil plastic. Hemp plastic. So, let's talk Marvel movies for a minute. Oh, there you go. That's what I was just looking at. Yep. Shang-Chi has had its second weekend box office win. And we're going to spoil it next week. It gives you one last week to get it watched. Okay. Uh, it's 258, 258 million global. Free guy at 277 million international box offices. Yep. I believe it's completely walked past Black Widow. Yeah. Black Widow <clears throat> grossed a total of 182. But then again, as Scarlett yeah, Johansson yeah. said, it's streaming too. <laughs> yeah. But for the first weekend, they counted the streaming income in the box office. Yeah, but not in her paycheck. <laughs> right. And that's the only reason Shang-Chi didn't beat Black Widow. Because Shang-Chi mm. did 76 its opening weekend, whereas Black Widow did 80. And Shang-Chi is not streaming yet. No. Not available on Disney Plus. Forty-five days, and then forty-five days after that is when it comes out on disc. And it was, without spoiling it too much, it was a great movie. Actually, has me excited for the next one, which the next one at this time is Eternals. now is now Venom. They moved it up. Yeah, well, you still consider, I guess it's still considered Marvel, even though it's Sony. The official yeah. title screen now has Marvel Studios in it. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, okay. I wonder if they'll still do the uh, flippy Marvel or the scroll through the universe Marvel. I think it's going to be scroll through the universe because I think that by Venom 3, he's going to be MCU relevant. Hmm. I really do. And an Avenger. <clears throat> A Dark Avenger. Um, so, given the uh, the, the fantastic <coughs> output of Shang-Chi, 
Disney is committing to movie theaters into 2024. Uh, they made this announcement when they announced four new Marvel movies. Uh, the Little Mermaid and Bob's Burgers is all coming. I would like to see The Little Mermaid as a Marvel movie. That would be interesting. The live-action Little Mermaid. Oh, oh, yes. okay. I wasn't paying too much attention to that. Okay, never mind. <clears throat> she gives up her voice in being a mermaid for uh, the D. Such an empowering movie. Huh? Yeah. So this just highlights some of Disney's anticipated upcoming releases. Uh, the Eternals and The King's Man is coming out uh, soon, before the end of the year. We're still getting Spider-Man, which is MCU, not necessarily specifically Disney. <clears throat> but we are getting Bob's Burgers the movie in 2022, and a live-action Little Mermaid in 2023. Avatar 2 is hitting theaters December 2022. Which I don't think that I'm going to see that in theaters. I didn't really much care for the first one. I just look at Yes album <clears throat> covers and I get the same effect as watching Avatar. So, mm. uh, Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron will be 2023. Avatar 3 will be 2024. You know what they need in that <clears throat> Rogue Squadron? A woman who looks like a cheetah. <laughs> <laughs> And new untitled Star Wars film in 2025. It'll be called Star Wars. Sorry about Rogue Squadron. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hoping once she's done with it, they put it direct to streaming. Just to piss her off. <laughs> and then we have some awards for WandaVision. Yes. Um, I don't have that up right now, but... Uh, they got basically award for best uh, half-hour dramatic features, what it would be, and, and for design. costume designs. And they still are up for some other awards, the major awards, the you know, actress, actor, supporting actress. Um, I'm not sure who they're up against. I didn't really look at that. But, um, yeah, Marvel Studios' first, I don't want to say justification, but... Uh, it's a big win for yeah, them. Yeah, big win. Mm -hmm. I mean a year into the streaming service and they're bringing home awards. Mm -hmm. And I know most of the stuff isn't network TV at all anymore. It's mostly streaming services. Yeah. yeah. I know Witcher's up for a lot of stuff right now. I haven't <clears> looked <throat> into that one yet. You would Long like Long-haired blonde Superman. You would really like it. Well, didn't they take a little of the focus off of his character? They did. They took a lot of the focus off him. Yeah. They put a lot of it on Yennefer. And how she develops her powers. <coughs> and you would really like the show. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10 for you, it would be a 12. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It would blow your mind. There's a lot of sex in it. Oh, sweet. A lot. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Corey's ears perked up. <clears throat> From they, 1 uh, to 10, I'll give it a 69. <laughs> so, one of the things in... The Witcher TV show, and this loosely carries over from the from the video. Wait, games. what service is this? Netflix. Okay. You have it. Yeah, I do. Um, Yennefer, the way the witches get their power is they have their uteruses removed and sacrificed, so they can never give birth. That's what gives them their longer lifespans and their magical powers and everything else. Yeah. <clears throat> 
because the uterus is a symbol of life and they convert the power of life into their magical powers but like they have to um take her virginity before they can do that so there's a ritual for that and it becomes there's an app for that sex is just a thing kind of thing and then she incorporates it into her some of her enchantments and when a village tries to kill her she enchants the entire village and makes them have this giant sex party hmm yeah so she just she's twisted she i like her already turns intimacy into a weapon don't they all yeah yeah <coughs> So, she's an interesting character. I don't particularly like her in the show. I like her more in the comic, in the not the comics, the video games. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then Gerald is whenever he gets a chance, he has no soul anymore. So, oh, is that Henry Cavell? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His name is Gerald. Gerald of Riviera. <clears throat> He's one of the last witchers. Great story, though. Very confusing, the first two episodes, even going into it, knowing what I was watching. Mm-hmm. It was very confusing, the first couple yeah, episodes. Yeah, I won't know what I'm watching. Yeah. So, But if you hang out to the end, it circles back and everything makes sense. Oh. And they put enough stuff in there to keep you interested. Like boobies. I'm more into him actually being the witcher. The witcher has specific purposes. They, yeah, I don't know what the Witcher is. They serve no man. So the Witcher is, if you have kids in this world... I think I'm a Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> if you have children in this world and you can't afford to keep your child, you can sell your child to a witch. She can remove its soul and basically give it superhuman powers and regeneration and everything else mm. and turn it into a tool. And then... The Witcher can then gain its freedom. Huh. But at that point, they have... So, they're Republicans. (laughs) (laughs) No, they only care about the child before it's born. Ah. (laughs) I'm not following here at all. Uh, Kid was sacrificed, got superpowers, now he can kill everything. Sweet. Yeah. I want to be one. Yeah. And the basically, he hunts monsters. That's the ultimate gist. He's a bounty monster hunter. Oh, okay. And they do some really cool bounty hunts in the show. Like, he's hunting a swamp elemental, and it pulls him into the swamp, mm-hmm. so he starts killing it underwater. Is it dark? Yeah, it's... Dark, dark. Dark, dark. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of blood. Yeah. <laughs> Well, from everything that I've seen with monsters in the swamp. Yeah. 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 Again, you would like this show very Mm -hmm. much. It's uh, Game of Thrones on crack. You would like Game Game of of Thrones. Thrones was already Game of Thrones on crack. Yeah. Except for season eight, according to popular (laughs) belief. The last episode of season eight. (laughs) Uh, So PlayStation had their showcase this week. And certain things were great, and certain things were awful about it. 
Uh, one thing that was great about it is they announced uh, Spider-Man 2 is coming. Into the Dark. No, that was the, no, but the it Broadway is. show. It was, uh, Venom will be introduced in the game. Yes. Uh, PlayStation exclusive. But while they announced this, they also announced that they are going to be doing a Wolverine video game that takes place in Majapur. Hmm. And the was, trailer showed the I princess hope get, part. I hope they have a And this said something about, wasn't there a uh, Easter egg of Hulk in that? There was. So it was there's... Hulk 1977. H-U-L-K. No, sorry. H-L-K 1977 was a license plate. <clears throat> which was, 1977 was the Hulk versus Wolverine issue. Yeah. Yeah. People have already torn that all apart. Yeah. <clears throat> so they're assuming he's going to be a bit in the game somewhere. At least. I, I hope they give him a patch skin. I want the uh, white tuxedo suit. And the... hmm. You can't tell it's me, Wolverine, because I have a patch over my eye. Well, yeah. apparently he's being patch in this game. Ah. <clears throat> this is about the transition of him from Wolverine to patch, being that it takes place in Majapur. So he'll definitely <clears throat> have the white tuxedo suit. He will. And a patch over his left eye. Yeah. Which, still, I don't... Why? How does that work? That's uh, the same way Clark, Clark Kent wears a pair of glasses. Yeah, they, 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 they It's, it's a suspension that. of disbelief and hypnosis, yeah. It's super hypnosis through the glasses. That, you know. So, somehow we're getting an Alan Wake remaster for PlayStation... Which doesn't make any sense because Alan Wake was originally an Xbox exclusive. So I'm not understanding that at all. <clears throat> We're getting a new Gran Turismo and a new Project Eve. That is that is what it is. Those are pretty much par for the course. Gran Turismo. I can't really enjoyed, Forza, Forza. I enjoyed Gran Turismo. The other installments, not so much. <clears throat> They're track games. I mean... Yeah. I enjoy them for what they are, but I don't own any of them past three, I think, because that's when Forza came out, and Forza's yeah. much, much better. They are remaking Knights of the Old Republic, which means that all the Knights of the Old Republic stuff is going to be recanonized. So, Revan mm. and Malak are back in the universe. Well, Revan already is, is in the universe, but yeah. Malak is now back in the universe. <clears throat> Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is coming. That's going to be a follow-up to Borderlands 3. Uh, I don't really know any of this other stuff. War, uh, <laughs> God of War Ragnarok is going to be a follow-up to 2019, 2018's God of War for the PlayStation 4. And it'll have Thor. That's right. And the Grandmaster. No, it, it'll, it will have Thor, though. Huh. Thor is going to be the the guy. Um, then I've just got an article that digs a little bit more into Wolverine, the Wolverine stuff, but... Miles Morales will be in Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Don't know how that's going to work out. But Venom may be also playable in that game. That's not been confirmed yet. Hmm. They just confirmed that he is in it. That's it. That's all I have in the news. Oh, wait. Um, uh, My Hero Academia 3 is officially coming to U.S. theaters. Uh, dates will be early October to mid-November and it'll only be in select theaters. I think that about covers everything. I guess. 
I know there was one or two other things that I had seen through the week, but I didn't uh, put them down. Um, they did release the cast for Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh, yeah, Uhura. Oh, yep, Cadet Uhura, mm-hmm. Nurse Chapel, and Dr. Mabenga. So, yep, three original series characters. Um, Going to be seen as youngins. Um, today is National Video Game Day. Tammy told me that earlier. And... I believe you told me that Neil... Pokes? It would have been Neil Pierce's birthday today. Yeah. yeah. So, Corey, would you like to kick off the bragging? Oh, the bragging. Uh, this weekend, I went to the Allentown Lehigh Valley Toy Con. I worked. Um, wasn't a bad trip. Easy enough to get to, but... Uh, very small space is held in a uh, very small convention center and the space that they had for it was about half the size of a high school gymnasium um, didn't take but an hour to get through the whole thing not a whole lot of stuff but did manage to find a few things I got the gold chrome iron spider the uh, Marvel Studios fan vote winner Ooh. and a personal grail of mine I, I got the black light venom with t-shirt Ooh. wasn't a bad deal $80 for that and uh, um, big thanks to Frank got me the Amazon exclusive Kevin Smith more on him later this looks like it's about the same size as the three packs, so I might have a protector for you if you want. The three pack? Yeah, like they have oh. the three pack of oh of pops. Yeah, he lights up pretty good. Yeah. Wow. So since we're talking about the convention, um, Corey was kind enough to get me a grail that I've been going after. Avatar form Aang from Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, in early summer, we made a road trip all the way to Lancaster, which I believe we covered that in one of our episodes, um, looking for this pop and couldn't find it. But thanks to Corey, I now have it. Yes, because I was like, we didn't get our shipment. We'll probably get it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, Frank was kind enough to also get me Kid Loki Metallic uh, off the Funko shop. With little alligator Loki. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I got the Avatar State Ang to your right on the Avatar shelf, the big one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Glows in the dark. Yep, it's the Target exclusive. Uh, very, very hard to find. We had to ask an employee, and they had it stored in their cat underneath their cash register. Wow. Last one in the store. Huh. Yeah. Cool. So always ask. Yeah. Demand. Grab them by the collar and say, I want that. And get kicked oh, out of the store. Is that an size box? It's a super. <laughs> so it's not 10 inch, and it's not the... It's the 6 inch. Yeah, it's the super. It's just like Hulkbuster or the Immortal Hulk or any of those other ones. The Carnage, I have. Yeah. Well, I have a new pop. It was going to be a Tammy birthday present until I found out yesterday she had it. Uh, it's the uh, Disney's 
Disney Parks exclusive rocket. I got her one she already had anyhow. Yeah. Uh, You're over there chuckling, but you got your uh, you got your Grail. <laughs> and I didn't even know it was a Grail hunt, which is kind of cool. Um, I have the What If box from Marvel Collector Core that had post-apocalyptic Black Widow in it. Very <clears throat> curious about these two. Um, I may have brought the What If Captain Carter in at one point that showed up. What was the post-apocalyptic Black Widow from? We haven't seen, we haven't that seen one yet. the episode oh, yet. Okay, but that's Captain Carter. She looks like um, regular Black Widow, except her sleeves are torn and right, her face is a little dirty. That makes oh, her post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Yes. We don't have sleeves in the post-apocalypse. Nope. See, I wondered if that might be the episode with Hank as the yellow jacket, but. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. so. No, no, they, that wouldn't be considered post-apocalyptic. Like, and she wasn't dressed like that. Yeah. And Peter and Tammy were kind enough to get me the Marvel Falcon Funko's 2021 Summer Convention Limited Edition, which was a shared Hot Topics. You said uh, Target. You, Target. Okay. I know that you like the OG costumes. Yeah. And it's not exactly the original costume, but I figured it would be something that you wouldn't want to live yeah. without. The Brought the Suicide Squad King Shark in. <laughs> King Shark's a shark. King Shark is a shark. Although that was Justice League dork. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> you could talk all this time. Um, then they were also kind enough to get me Alligator Loki. The Hot Topic exclusive that we couldn't get at first. <laughs> Which is cool. And then the other one in the what-if box was the Collector. That one mm -hmm. like to get a look at. So there's going to be a Collector episode of What If, or he's going to be in an episode sometime. He was in an he episode. Was. He was you're in right. Chala Star-Lord. Yep, you're right, yeah. you're right. I forgot all about that appearance. I was thinking of something else. Yeah, that's the, that's the costume from that. Okay. Yeah, what well, we're Doesn't waiting... have Korg's fist, though. What we're waiting on right now is the giant watcher pop that they're going to announce anytime. Uh, there is a holder for it. It's going to be a super. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. You can't pass up. You know, if you're going to do Galactus, you're going to do the watcher. Mm -hmm. um, He's kind of cool. Uh, God, what am I trying to think of here? We know that we still don't have, we don't know what episode King Killmonger's in yet. Which is probably going to be what if T'Challa doesn't survive childhood or something. Yeah. Or what if T'Challa doesn't survive the fall from the cliff on their, their fight. Hmm. Right. What if Killmonger actually killed T'Challa? Well, no, because King Killmonger, the pop is shown with Ultron's head in his hand. Oh. So, so yeah. he would have had to have rised against T'Challa's father. And then <clears throat> we don't know what the apocalypse thing is yet. And I, there's one other one that we don't know of yet. But, but I'm sure there'll be another hundred waves of pops for them. The one with Gamora. There is a... Yeah, Gamora, daughter of Thanos. Yeah, there is a wave three already place held. It's got another eight pops for... <coughs> 
So when do you think the it's going to hit the limit? <laughs> and uh, people are just going to stop buying them. <laughs> I see. I thought about this before, and like everything that's a fad dies off. Uh-huh. Um, Beanie Babies die off, everything else. But Funko has their fingers in so many different things. Yeah. That I think it's like Walmart. It's too big to fail right now. Mm. I mean, like, I know Walmart is slowly starting to fail, but Funko continues to increase. Yeah, there's right going to be a critical mass somewhere, you know. That, yeah. I mean, they're, they've done three of their NFT card things. They've all been incredibly successful, sold out in seconds. Mm. Um, you have anime, you have comics you have star wars you have video games you have the nfl their sports they're doing the line. music and the comics yeah. covers and stuff mm-hmm. and albums and stuff yeah i mean they have something for everyone at this point yeah. so yeah well the next step would be to actually do a pop of everyone yeah <laughs> you can get custom yeah i was gonna yes. say you can you but can... like it actually market them as mm. well oh yeah yeah <laughs> Johnny from down the road. I, I yeah. just bought Corey at Target this morning. <laughs> <laughs> there are three of them on the shelf. <laughs> just get a, a wall full of pops of your least favorite co-worker. <laughs> and just take pictures of them all day, Jeez. every day. So many to choose from. <laughs> so <laughs> one that's not going to, you know, report you and get you fired. Oh. Um, I bought this great candy bar for what's in our mouth. It is a explosion candy bar from mm, sounds painful. Uh, My Hero Academia. It's the character Bakugo is featured on the cover of the candy, and it's filled with termites exploding <laughs> candy pieces. Pop rocks. Yeah, I like candy that pops, not so much explodes. <laughs> Why, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm kind of surprised it doesn't have any design on it, though. But Yeah. It's got stripes. Stripes, yeah. So, Corey. Boom! It does pop. It takes a minute. But it does pop. It tastes like... Uh, Nestle's, 100, or Nestle's Crunch. Oh, there it's popping. But it tastes like... Um, I don't know. Cheap Easter chocolate? Yeah. It's middle of the road chocolate. Oh, I heard a good one. <laughs> I think I lost a tooth. <laughs> oh, time to move to Juniata County. <gasps> Our listener! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's in the box? Hey, what's in the box? Um, it's the start of spooky season. Let's do our last round of Showdown Bandits. They seem spooky. There is, um... Sorry, pup. I'm just bothering you today, That guy. I? I don't know any of their names. This was a kindly beast uh, bag clip. From Showdown Bandits, whatever that happens to be. 
Well, we looked this up before. It's a video game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a witch wearing a hat. There are a couple of solid color ones. I got the green hat witch last time. Frank got a solid colored one. Oh, I got a solid colored one too. I got the... Uh, you got the super that case. impressive. Oh, yeah. The gold one. Wow. <clears throat> you broke him. He'll survive. He's made out of wood. He's got a scythe. Yeah, that one's really cool. That's yeah, neat. He's got a pumpkin head. Looks like a mad hatter. Yeah. It's always fun to open things when we don't know what the characters are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in light of anything else, we are going to be talking about directors when we get back from this commercial break. Welcome back to Human Hex Podcast. I'm a director. I don't know what I am. Action? Is that something a director says? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, we're going to be talking about directors tonight, but before we dive into that, the live studio audience is minus one tonight. Um, we had to... Well, we lost Ringo. He had been uh, going through kidney and liver failure, and he lost control of his back end, his hips, and we had to make the decision to take him to the vet. He was a good boy. Uh, Ringo, uh, he was part of the family. He would sit and watch you eat and wait for stuff to drop. <laughs> <laughs> we still have Paco, but no more Ringo. Slowly rises his head. Yeah, well, that's because I moved my leg and all of a sudden it got cold. But this week we are talking about directors. Uh... Corey knows one. I know of one. <laughs> uh, Frank knows of more. And I can say things. Mm-hmm. There you go. So... I, I think the age of geek directors pretty much started back in the mid-70s because you had That's all... Woody Allen. <laughs> No. <laughs> um, He's both a geek and a director. That is true. But this was when we finally started getting, I would say, the golden age of movie geekdom. Um, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg, Richard Donner for Superman. Mm -hmm. You know, all these, all the science fiction and comic movies and stuff just started... Uh, you know, the effects were up to where they could do these things, and it's like, you know, Superman's tagline, you can believe a man could fly. You know, it didn't look like he was being held by wires and things like oh, that. Yeah. Since he um, wasn't, he was laying yeah, on a yeah. green uh, table. And Star Wars with the motion-controlled cameras um, that made the special effects work uh, more consistent and uniform. And you know, Steven Spielberg, Close Encounters... Um, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. You know, so all these science fiction and geek and comic book genres were 
were finally coming into their own with these directors. Spent a thousand dollars to recreate a man's face out of wax just so he can melt it when he looks at the the Ark of Covenant. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <clears throat> that was a cool shot. I like that. Not really seen a whole lot like that in movies before or since. Uh, Evil Dead. Yeah. Well, then you got Sam Raimi, directors, right? Who's yeah. Evil Dead? Okay. Yep, and Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. John Hughes, he's not really comics, but he's definitely geeky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want to put, uh, what's her name in every movie you make? Molly Ringwald. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, it's... Yeah, lost my train of thought. Derailed the choo-choo. Like, John Hughes movies are a geekdom in their own. Yeah. That's why I said that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Even Jay and Silent Bob were into John Hughes movies. Tammy it's... hasn't seen The Breakfast Club. Oh. Um, you know, Do you think it aged well? I don't know. Um, I discovered the other day that I don't have it on DVD. Hmm. So I, I looked it up on Amazon and it's forty dollars. I probably do have it, but yeah, you want some of those movies though. It's like uh, maybe it aged well. I don't know. But. I think that one would have aged well. It was such a good movie. Sixteen Candles may not have aged well. <laughs> not like this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. um... Quentin Tarantino is another director, director, geek director type movies and stuff like that. Oh, uh, walking the Dawn of the Dead. George Romero. Oh no! Well, yeah. Night of Living Dead. But. Yeah. So we're we're naming a whole bunch here and just spitballing the directors that you know have done that come to our minds stuff that you right. know our our type of movies <laughs> and things like that. Um, well-established directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, for the life of me, think of the guy's name now. I'm stuck on uh, the director of Pan's Labyrinth. And, oh, uh, no doubt. Yeah. There you go. <coughs> but uh, yeah, he's got a whole line of movies. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, uh, Devil's Backbone. Which is a great movie that nobody's like ever heard of. Yeah, I've um, heard of it. He did the Hellboy movies. That's right. Um, but yeah, Devil's Backbone is great. Set in um, the Spanish Civil War. Uh, orphan boys, ghost in the school. Fun for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Good times will be had by all. And I think the. <clears throat> I don't want to say the biggest geek director. Pretty much for the the movies, uh, Peter Jackson for the Lord of the Rings, Lord of the and Rings. The, yeah, when you're when you're given that much studio freedom and money to make these movies, that you know they're filming all three at the same time for Lord of the Rings, basically. And if the first one failed, I don't know what the studio would have done. Well, they were already like made so yeah what are they going to do but i mean if the first one failed direct the video yeah you know, you know, you know they didn't, probably wouldn't have had high hopes for the second and third ones to do anything yeah but those movies are now <clears throat> iconic yeah like, mm-hmm. they are straight modern classics mm-hmm. 
Not bad for a couple of films about walking, huh? Yeah, yeah. Three films of walking. But I think I think that really set a bar for for movies afterwards. You know, each each one did something. Star Wars set set a bar for how to film a science fiction show. Right. But, um, it got Paramount off their ass to do a Star Trek movie. Yeah. When they saw how well that did, because the Star Trek, well, I guess it was going to be called Star Trek Two. The uh, television, the new for the Paramount network that mm-hmm. never, never came into being. And that's kind of funny that Star Wars influenced Paramount to make a Star Trek movie. Later, had J.J. Abrams direct a Star Trek movie and then a Star Wars movie. Yeah. But J.J. Abrams, another you know geeky director. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, Star Trek and Star Wars, but Cloverfield was one. And uh, the the sign of a good director is a director who creates a brand. Like you lens be, flare, you could be really <laughs> on the nose with it. Like when you deal with George Lucas, that's right on the nose. Mm-hmm. Right, George Lucas is Star Wars, and Star Wars is George Lucas, even if it's Disney now. Mm-hmm. But. I mean, you deal with Kevin Smith with the Ask Universe, and that's a little bit on the nose too. Uh, but, but it is interesting, though, that George Lucas just directed the first one, the second and third Empire Strikes Back, and uh, Return of the Jedi were other people directing them and writing the screenplay. But I mean, it's his brand, his brand, and his influence in there. Yeah, <clears throat> but he's a terrible director. I mean, look at his other movies. Well, he's a terrible screenwriter. <laughs> Willow. I mean, Willow ha- Willow is good, but it's mm-hmm. not good. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, the screenplay was not going to set the world on fire with its dialogue and everything. No. It was very, I don't want to say cliche, but it followed the, the myth pattern. You know, the boy turns into a hero tries to get the girl his mentor dies you know all that sort of stuff to bring him into his own mm-hmm. it's the, is it the campbell james campbell or robert campbell's myth i don't know the the pattern and stuff but <clears throat> uh <clears throat> yeah he it just hit a chord at the right time because you know it's like this movie has the, the special effects if they were just your basic you know special effects that weren't that great i don't think star wars would have would not have had the impact it did. He bet big on that movie, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, because didn't he finance most of it? He financed most of it. He maxed out some credit cards and stole equipment from his college. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Kevin Smith did the same thing with First Clerks, didn't he? Yeah, with the uh, first two credit clerk, cards. Two, and... Maxed out two credit cards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and the First Clerks didn't hit anywhere near as good as. Star Wars did. Oh, oh, no, no, not at all. Um, in fact, it would still be considered a cult classic. Classic. Mm-hmm. It hasn't sold a lot. It hasn't made a lot of money. But, but it really did start a not just the uh, directing career of Kevin Smith, but Jason. You know, Hughes. a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, Jason Hughes, um, Jason Lee. Uh, Chris O'Halloran. I mean, you don't really see him in a lot more than than the View Askew movies, but still, you know, Jeff Anderson. But I mean, they brought in a lot of 
Matt other Damon. actors. Yeah, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Um, Rosario. Yeah, Rosario <laughs> Dawson. Um, no, I was trying to think of... Uh, yeah, I think one of the things that we're discussing, too, is when the director gets to do his own thing and create a universe. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a big thing, too. Like Star Trek, and like Star Trek the motion picture, Wrath of Khan and stuff, I think since Star Trek was already an established brand, even though it wasn't, you know, unbelievably popular like it is now and accepted, um, they really didn't have like one director vision on that um robert wise directed the motion picture star trek the motion picture and then i don't think they've had a consistent they didn't have a consistent director in any of the movies they were all different ones didn't leonard nimoy do two and three he did for three and four he did four shatner did five i'm trying to think who did two and it just the name escapes me because he I'd have to look it up, but I mean, Robert Wise, you wouldn't have really expected for Star Trek because I believe he directed West Side Story, you know, so it wasn't exactly his wheelhouse. Yeah, wheelhouse, but you know, everyone says, you know, Star Trek the motionless picture because it was very lyrical in spots. You know, they had it was an epic, it wasn't a good movie, it was more of an epic. It it lived in that same place that 2001, yeah. I think the director cut worked a lot better, um, which is being remastered in high def now, or uh, well, I mean, 4, 4K think, rather. Hmm. And speaking of 2001, Stanley Kubrick, uh, mm. he did uh, 2001, A Clockwork, Clockwork Orange, Orange. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut, <laughs> uh, widely <laughs> panned because he died before it was finished, and then mm. uh, some of it was reshot and then ended under uh, another director. I can't remember who. But what didn't end up being Kubrick's vision. Um, but, you know, there's another director with such a strong cult following. And you get um, Malcolm McDonald out of Clockwork Orange, who has become huge in you know, horror movies. Uh, he was in Halloween. The... Uh, the remake by Rob Zombie and Rob Zombie as a director hmm. amazing horror movies uh, his his Halloween 2 uh, if you've watched the movie the original movie Halloween 2 it starts out uh, with a dream sequence of Jamie Lee Curtis is in the hospital Michael Myers is storming the hospital killing everybody who gets between him and her and the way uh, Rob Zombie redid this, I was watching this movie knowing that it's a dream sequence, but I was on the edge of my seat pleading for it to be a dream sequence. Uh, just, I know he gets panned a lot for uh, House of a Thousand Corpses or 31 or... Um, Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects, yeah, but I... I mean, I watch those movies. I think they're great. Uh, what was the witch's one? Salem something or... Salem's Lot? No, no. Salem's Lot was Stephen King. Yeah. But anyhow, I mean... Uh, you know, and there, there's a director who has built a brand. It, he 
takes these old horror movies, I mean, even his music and his band White Zombie is named after an old horror movie. But he takes these old horror movies and reimagines them and, you know, adds a touch of reality to them, makes them more visceral. You now you can see this happening. It's not some far out there story, even though it's got some insane plot to it. House of the Thousand Corpses was over-the-top gory. Oh, yeah. Same with Devil's Rejects. Yeah. Same with 31. But, uh, it just adds this, I don't know, realness to them. That wasn't, I mean, you couldn't do that stuff in the 50s, you know, from the horror movies that he was taking this stuff from. Right. Because, um, well, they probably would have thrown you out of the country. Um, I wanted to bring this up real quick. Um, you mentioned Clockwork Orange. Um, it reminded me, Clockwork Orange has one of the most valuable pops that exists. Oh. Um, Clockwork Orange had the first chase pop that was ever made. Mm-hmm. It's currently priced at $13,400. Whoa. Wow. And it's a... Malcolm McDonald's character. So, I just... <coughs> Does he have the uh, the penis on? No. Oh. No. That would have been a good chase. <laughs> he The chase is just, he's a glow-in-the-dark variant. Yeah. <laughs> so, while we were talking Star Trek directors, Robert Wise was the first one, Star Trek the motion picture. Nicholas Meyer was the person who I couldn't remember. He directed Rathacon and Six Undiscovered Country. Uh, Leonard Nimoy directed Search for Spock and Voyage Home. Shatner directed Final Frontier. See, I thought Nimoy did two of them. Yeah, I, I, I forgot he did three. Um, <clears throat> but then you've had some other ones. J.J. Abrams did his Star Trek ones. Uh, Jonathan Frakes directed two of the Next Generation movies, First Contact and Insurrection. Both were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Treated data shitty, but... Well, we don't know anything behind the scenes with that, too, you know. And when you have an android who shouldn't age, you know, it's one of the characters you probably think about killing before he gets too old. Yeah. <laughs> I've adjusted my circuits so that I look older. You know, that was the excuse yeah. for generations. Or the, not generations, um... First con? No, the last episode of uh, Next Generation, All Good Things, when they did the flash forward. Oh, yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I mean, they didn't have really a consistent director for a lot of them, but they had some who did too. But, um, yeah, it was more of... Star Trek is more of a studio thing at that point as opposed to someone's vision. And a lot of the directors we're talking about had had visions for things. I mean, one director made an entire studio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though it's across multiple movies and things like that, Tim Burton... Oh yeah, With, he, his his stuff is all you can tell something that he did because it's got his signature quirkiness to it, you know. Yeah, that's the director being the brand again. Yeah. Um, another one that's good for that is, um, Stephen King inserting himself into mm. his movies. I think it's Stephen King who does that, right? Yeah, yeah, he's always some odd character. Gives himself a little cameo. Right, mm-hmm. But, you know, 
Kevin Smith did that. It's what he's a mm-hmm. character in all of his movies. Sometimes he even has a speaking part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say, did Alfred Hitchcock do that too? I believe or so. just some of them. I think some of them he is in some of them. Yeah. Uh, I think he's in um, The Birds and Rearview Mirror. I don't know if he's in Vertigo or not. Hmm. Kevin Smith made uh, Silent Bob silent, so that way he would be able to give other people direction between scenes without having to give himself direction. Yeah, because he was right there in the scenes. Very good. And at the time that they recorded Clerks, he didn't smoke cigarettes or pot. He only used them as props. Huh. Yeah, it, uh, I'd read uh, his self-biography, autobiography, I guess they call it in literature. <laughs> yeah, in, in real life, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, he talks about when he actually started using pot, and it was way after he had started filmmaking. Um, I mean, we've got we the modern ones. Like, we mentioned J.J. Abrams. Um, James Gunn has done great things with mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy and did a good job with Suicide Squad 2. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say great, but... Good. I didn't expect the uh, that bloodbath at the beginning of the movie. I think that's yeah. my biggest turn off to that movie. I, I think that was probably the. I think it was probably done that way just so that you say, okay, now you know nothing is sacred. Yeah. Because if I remember the first one, um, we had one death like maybe two thirds into the movie. El Diablo or whoever that was. The El Diablo was the very end. Okay, there because he went into full god mode. Okay, yeah, that's right. The one guy running, deciding he didn't want to do it anymore, and Waller blew him up. Yeah, that was like an Apache. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, yeah, the first one didn't have a lot of characters in it, so you know most of them survived. Um, I think he wanted to make a point that this is called Suicide Squad. Don't be attached to anyone, and he made right. his point right at the beginning, <laughs> which. Yeah, was there. (laughs) It's funny. I mean, I'm going down a rabbit hole right now. It's funny with that because they had, like, Pete Davidson going out and promoting the movie on Mm -hmm. talk shows and stuff. He was in it for five minutes. Yeah, Yeah. well, I mean, that's part of the contract. You know, you do these things and, you know, that's... That well, I mean, becomes part I of your salary. He, was, he too. wasn't I think put in the movie because of his acting chops or anything no. like that. I mean, it was just name recognition and like, look, look here's a funny and, guy. And Gunn was, probably thought, okay, he he would probably be good for this, you know. And you know, mm-hmm. it's you know, why was uh, I say Malcolm Reynolds, um, guy who played uh, the one with the arm fall off boy, <laughs> Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion, thank yeah. you. You know, it's just like, you know, he wanted to do me a favor, you know, that sort of thing, as most most of those characters were. Yeah. You know, detachable kid. I I, I go by the Legion, you know, yeah. arm fall off boy. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest superpowers ever. <coughs> Not. <laughs> yeah, but he can control them. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm gesturing right now for those of you at home who have uh, vision that you can see. Yeah, it's it's interesting. When you you mentioned him, I forgot James Gunn, but the Russo brothers brought something to Marvel that you know got them very well recognized mm -hmm. for the two Cap movies, and then they got the two Avengers movies from it. You know, right. Um, yeah. Those are going to be like we talk about James Gunn, the Russo brothers, J.J. Um, Abrams. Those are going to be this generation's not idols, but uh, legends. Perhaps yeah. it's going to be their Spielberg, their the, their Lucas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If they can do something <laughs> with their career, like J.J. Mm -hmm. Abrams, he kind of plays it safe. Mm -hmm. Like Cloverfield is good. It's not great. Right. Um, it was a good monster movie for what it was. They managed to do it without actually showing the monster, really. You think he did that as more like a tribute to Jaws, where they don't show the shark? I don't know. Or do know. you think that's just how... how... Have you watched Cloverfield? No, I've not. I liked it. It's a good movie. Um... It may have been a tribute to Jaws. It may have been... Not tribute, homage, maybe, yeah. more or less. Um, it was very Godzilla-esque, but one of the ramp-ups that they did for that movie was they gave everybody the cast in character had social media accounts on MySpace. Hmm. And they were going back and forth talking about their jobs and their love lives, and they were all talking about meeting up for this party that is the start of the movie. Hmm. And they, the one character was talking about how they're mining this bioalgae off the Atlantic, and that's what caused Cloverfield to wake up. Hmm. So, I think that's why I liked it so much, because it went outside the realm of just the specific yeah. movie. And, uh, <laughs> you know, as a monster movie, not really focusing on the monster or anything but the how humans. people you know, react to this I just watched a big monster movie um, the Donald Trump story <laughs> um, larger monster smaller ego um, colossal I believe it was what it was called but uh, uh, this girl has a boyfriend um, she's out getting drunk and partying he throws her out she goes back to her small town moves home um, discovers that there's a playground that when she walks into it she becomes a giant um, kaiju in uh, Seoul huh. Korea Wow. So there were these giant monster attacks in Seoul, uh, and uh, she figures out that it's, yeah, it's her. the same movements she made as she was going through this uh, playground early in the morning after drunken benders. Whoa. So, wow. Yeah. It's a good movie. So though. then it's she fun. stops, or she keeps going? Uh, she <laughs> figures it out, she tries to apologize, and then... Uh, the military comes in and shoots her. Yeah. No, well, uh, the military never figured it out. The military is uh, trying to shoot the giant monster in Seoul. Uh, but uh, this guy who was like an ex-high school, had a crush on her, 
gives her a job, um, she sleeps with somebody else, he gets mad, finds out what she's doing, goes to the playground himself, and wants to, like, you know, tells her either you meet me here or I'm wrecking the city. But his avatar is a giant robot. Oh. The people of Seoul think the giant robot's there to save them. <laughs> Wrong-o! <laughs> <laughs> Oh Couldn't tell you the director, though. Have no idea. Um, good movie, though. I want to go out with one last director. Um, Dave Filoni. Best known oh, for yeah. his debut in Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> Still haven't seen it yet. He did the cartoon series, not the movie. Oh, okay. The yeah, movie okay. was... Uh, the Night best Shyamalan. of the series. Oh, okay. But, no, he did, the, he did the original Avatar. He didn't do Korra. In the original Avatar, and amazing. And then he jumped over to Clone Wars for season, and then has been with Star Wars ever since. Hmm. And then there's the other Star Wars guy. I can't remember his name. John Favreau. Yeah. Who directed Iron Man? Yeah, mm-hmm. but his early stuff, Swingers. Um, <clears throat> he did this great the other movie one? called Chef. Uh, but his stuff with um... did he do Wedding Crashers? Mm, I'm not sure. What was the other one? I can't remember. There's two movies that you always think of together: Swingers and something else, and I can't remember what it was. Must not have thought of them together. Yeah. That's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean it's there. It's like I'm missing a movie: Swingers and it was not there. John Favreau. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking of getting my phone and looking, but I just, you know, like... But while we're doing that and Google... Googles, um, I'm pretty sure we can tell Corey's favorite director is probably Kevin Smith. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, easily. Easily. Oh, there's Jeff. Um, Any... Oh, he did Elf, too. Did you know that? No. And Jungle Book. Any particular director is your favorite, Peter, that comes to mind? Not really. I mean, no, The Breakup, maybe? No, I, I don't really have a favorite director. I mean, I could say George Lucas, but mm. even then, I mean, I'm yeah. completely fine with... It's more about the universes that he's made than his directing abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I really can't specifically... I was thinking about it a little this week, specifically say anyone in particular. If it goes by movies, I watch... I don't want to say continuously, but have seen, you know, put one in whenever I feel like it. I would probably say it's the Russo brothers, but I don't know if that's more because it's, you know, it's the Avengers. (laughs) Well, you really like the story, but I know you really like the choreography behind, like, the fights and stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned that before. And they did some over-the-top choreography in those movies. Mm Mm-hmm. Really... Yeah, the set pieces are phenomenal in some of that. Yeah, you're really going to like Shang-Chi. Hopefully this week. Mm-hmm. It was... After I... the lawn gets mowed. I went in <laughs> with high expectations, and it far passed those mm-hmm. expectations. It was just absolutely incredible. Excuse me. And you can see where they're going with it. But, yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, Marvel's taking some risks in these movies that are coming out right now because, you know, it's like Guardians. 
no one heard of them. Most people haven't heard of Shang-Chi. Most people haven't heard of um, the Eternals. I'm still worried about the Eternals. Let's see what they do. I mean, it's, you know, Deviants and Celestials and... Listen, they showed a trailer of it Uh before Uh Shang-Chi, and the Deviant stuff looks fantastic. Uh And they explained why they don't they didn't get involved with Thanos oh. mm-hmm. and that how the deviants are now waking up and yeah some good storytelling mm-hmm. I'm just worried about Marvel struggles with multiple new members at the same time mm. like with the Avengers we had established characters we didn't have to get uh, into backstories yeah. or anything like that uh-huh. but superheroes in general mm-hmm. the first Suicide Squad. Yeah. Backstory. Kill, almost killed the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the X-Men movies. They just don't do well with introducing a lot of new characters at the same yeah. time. Yeah. But I have a feeling Marvel probably is going to do okay with it in this. Just because... <gasps> oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, I think as opposed to each character, it's just like, okay, we're Eternals. This is what we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. they don't have to specifically pull each character's origin story out because they're all related somehow in in the fact that what they are as opposed to you know he's Tony Stark he's Steve Rogers this is his origin this is his origin these are Eternals they've been here because of the Kree you know and that's you know if I I recall was it the Kree they weren't here because of the Kree were they I, I they're think, here because of the Celestials. The Celestials created the Eternals and the Deviants. I thought it was Kree experimentation on primitive Earth people. The Eternals uh, are from all... from a bunch of different ages, though. Yeah. I don't know. But don't they're know Eternal. They've been around. <laughs> I've never <laughs> but, read anything Eternal. Yeah, so I, okay. Yeah. It was your typical Jack Kirby way up yeah. here type stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Good versus evil... You know, Black and, and white. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are probably only going to be a, about maybe five or six that you're really going to have to, that would be probably carrying the movie. The rest are just going to be, you know, yeah. window dressing. Because you got Black Knight, Cersei, uh, Icarus. Well, you got Angelina Jolie and, um, what is her name? Athena is Angelina Jolie, Selma I think. Hayek. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a handful that, you know, if I remember the names, that was something, you know. So, yeah. they were the ones, I think, that Kirby focused on and made appearances otherwise. Plus, they put the Black Knight in this, too. Yeah. They? yeah. I've recently uh, found out that the Eternals and the Externals are two different groups. Hmm. <laughs> Hence the uh, different names. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> wow. Um, Can't argue with that. So you asked about favorite director. Is there a director that you guys will see a movie just because of who directed it? I was just looking at this one, and this is somebody that you know I, I forgot to mention, but uh, every movie that he's ever done, I have thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet. He's a French d- director. He does a lot of films for Canal+. Plus. Uh, but uh, City of Lost Children is one of his biggest, and this starred... Uh, um, why can't I think of anybody's names today? Um, <laughs> I think we're all Ron tired. Perlman. There's a gas leak. Uh, Ron <clears throat> Perlman's in that, uh, but it's a really uh, 
you know, a real fantasy version of this dark city uh, where dark, this dark, dark, yeah, dark yeah. city. <laughs> well, these people are kidnapping children <laughs> to steal their dreams. Good times. So, yeah, yeah. yeah hate when uh, that but uh, delicatessen, which they're is, stealing their lunches. Uh, well, they're actually killing people and serving them. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Is yeah, yeah, Sweeney yeah. Todd. Except you know, instead of they're in pies, you know, here's a slab of meat that might not be a pig. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Emily. Uh, this was a really uh, highly well received by critics. Emily, it's just this real quirky movie about this uh, French girl falling in love and stuff, but beautifully done. A lot of great, um, you know, visuals to the movie as well. There's uh, parts of the movie are kind of trippy, but um, like everything that I've seen of his, I've really <laughs> enjoyed <laughs> with subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think there is a director that I specifically would go out of my way to keep to see a movie made by them. Um, it might influence me that oh, it might be a good movie, you know, because of his other stuff. But I, I don't really think so. Can't stop yawning. Uh, um, I mean, I see Kevin Smith movies mm-hmm. because I enjoy Kevin mm-hmm. Smith movies. I, I went to. Suicide Squad 2 in theaters because James Gunn was the director. Mm-hmm. I would not have seen it otherwise. Mm-hmm. I don't consider him my favorite, but I enjoy what he does. Mm-hmm. Well, I think certain directors lend themselves to what you're, you know, people seeing it because of them. Like you said, Kevin Smith, uh, mm-hmm. Tarantino, mm-hmm. Woody Allen, probably. Um, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, because. They they seem to have a following as opposed to, you know, their movies are yeah. their brand. Yeah, like like you said before, yeah. And I think that's that's a big difference nowadays. You have directors whose movies are their brand. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the horror guys. Let's face mm-hmm. it, most of this is in the horror, but mm-hmm. they're not taking an existing thing and shaping it, mm-hmm. like. Everyone rips Patty Jenkins apart for what she did with the second Wonder Woman movie. Let's be honest. WB's DC movies are hit and miss across the board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, in addition to what you were saying about Eternals introducing all these characters, you have these brands for the Justice League. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash. You would think it'd be a no-brainer to get a good movie with those characters because you don't have to do the backstory of each one. Right. You know, but... I think WB micromanages over the directors so much, which was proved with the Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder cut. Josh Whedon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's another director. Yeah. Um, yeah. Firefly was awesome. Mm-hmm. But that's what brings the directors to the conversation. Zack Snyder having his cut of the movie as opposed to Josh Whedon. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation we would have never had before. Yeah. It's a completely well, you get different a lot of things that, that you'll see the movie, but then you know, released later is the director's cut, mm-hmm. even of the Superman movies. Mm-hmm. Well, what most people don't realize in most cases, you know, you're the director, you film the movie, then you hand it over to someone who cuts the movie. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, unless you're the director who has the clout and you know, is contracted to put the movie together, you're just filming it to get 
the best coverage, the best things out of the actors, someone else is going to put it together. And it's not your baby. It's not your baby anymore. You know, you you left it go. It moved out of the house when you were done filming. Mm-hmm. It's in college now, you know, and someone else has taken over. That's why some but of these sometimes they come back. Yeah, that's why <laughs> these director cuts are like what Josh Track are interesting. Fan fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, as they say, you the, a good movie is three movies. You write a good movie, you film a good movie, and you cut a good movie. That could be three different people or more doing that, not, you know, not one of those people are doing the same job. They're doing, you know, someone may have written it, someone may have directed it, and someone may have put it together. A good writer doesn't mean they're a good director. Right, right. And a good director right. doesn't I mean, you mean could a put, good editor. You could put a great story on paper, but to get people yeah. to flesh that story yeah. out and you know the director could just be phoning it in you know maybe he's having a bad doesn't like the material as much as he thought he was going to and you know and a good director can see where the context isn't in the words hmm. and make the adjustments that are needed right to you know to give those lines the Life. meaning that they're supposed to mm-hmm. have yeah but I think we fleshed this out pretty well tonight, don't you guys? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, we're getting, you know, what makes a movie good now, you know? Yeah, <laughs> That's just right. kind of cool, too. But, uh... Oh, Spike Lee. <laughs> another director. I have one on the tip of my tongue who I can't think of, um, but, oh well. Spike Jones, for that matter. Chuck Jones. I don't... Did Chuck Jones direct? He one was the director. One of the directors, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't know that. To be odd again. <laughs> Ghastly. So, uh, link to the Discord is in the description below. Um, all the channels have really been picking up a lot of attention, I guess, comparatively. Mostly because Tammy posts all the neat stuff she finds on the interwebs. So, mm-hmm. Food and cars. I post jokes drinky drink yeah forward panda you Uh, keep uh (laughs) the comics alive yeah the rest of us are just uh posting our pops (laughs) Uh, pretty much i i post stuff in news tv and yeah yeah collectibles which i don't know if my 3d print really counted as a collectible but i was just so excited about it (laughs) at this time well i mean it's a a character from uh what, Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. That counts. One of these days I'm going to bring some of my customs in. I keep forgetting about that. <laughs> I've got a campaign written that we're going to flesh out, but we need to make characters. Well, you guys need to make characters. <laughs> roll for initiative. All right, well. Fine. I roll a one. The entire party <laughs> dies. <laughs> <laughs> Charisma. Low. Three not 20s in a row. <laughs> I can kill or bang everything in this campaign. <laughs> well, our Discord sounds exciting. Where else can you find you, MetaHex? Oh, find us on Facebook. <laughs> you really got spoofed at that one. Under that since, segue. Since, since someone didn't pick up Peter just pausing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to think of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. Well, find us on Facebook. We're under Theseus Media. You'll find links to all of our 
podcasts, uh, links to interesting articles. Uh, every once in a while, my uh, comic book pull list for the week. Every Wednesday, usually. Yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> once in a while means once a week on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless you don't get up there, then maybe unless, it's two weeks. Unless I don't make it that week. Yes, That's right. Exactly. Because sometimes I don't have enough to put the $10 on my card, and I'm not carrying cash. So I gotta wait till next week to pick them up. Uh, and now you know now the rest you know. of the story. Yeah, yeah. That's why the, I skip weeks every once in a while because I don't have enough hmm. comics to make ten dollars. I'm pausing now because I think it's cool that Corey did. Uh, I have absolutely no idea what's on next week. There's a pile of papers here with things on top of them. I guess I could move the things and find out. We never wrote down next week's we topic. We never wrote down next week's topic. Was Ooh, next week's mystery was... topic. Next week's topic is going to be one of the three different topics that we've talked about. Okay. Ooh. Yes, because we'll be in episode 87. No significance to that, but it's episode 87. It's either going to be the... Random chat. The Is that random one of them? chat. <laughs> the turns. Uh, the start of the Legends of Dragons campaign, which I'm not quite at that point. You yet. know, you can also find links to the turns podcast on. Uh, yeah. Theseus Media's Facebook page. I wish I could bring turns back, but I can't. We just everything that goes on with COVID coming in and out, and mm-hmm. I start getting things lined up to start doing it again, and. Then COVID comes back. I'm pretty sure turns is the reason COVID exists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure it was because I didn't want to play in Shrek. <laughs> How can I get out of playing in this musical? Because I really didn't like the music. Let's quarantine everyone. Yeah. Did it? Did that happen? Pretty Shrek? much. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. Because that was going to be a train wreck. <laughs> no, actually, it probably would have been a good show because the two leads were pretty good. Oh. But. Boy, the music does nothing for me. Sorry, Susan, if you're listening, which I doubt. Uh. (laughs) Till next week, have a great weekend. Bye. And I still don't have a sign-off.